Good morning. Welcome to Earthmakers, spiritual care for real humans. My name is Josiah, and I am the grateful creator and host of this podcast. I'm a New Yorker living in Minnesota. I'm a clinically trained chaplain and a spouse. I'm a recovering addict living with an eating disorder, with PTSD, and other mental illnesses. Let's get started. Good Friday morning to all of you. It is a gorgeous sunny day here in the St. Paul, Minnesota area. It is a bit chilly though. It was nice out yesterday. I got a lot of mowing and weed eating done, which typically I dread. And I think it's because I have spent so much time working during the week and then in the time I have off, I want to relax and enjoy my time with my spouse. And I am, I am not the type of person that finds it relaxing to go out and do yard work. But yesterday, I mowed the lawn for the first time and I did some weed eating for the first time and it felt really nice. I was out enjoying the sunlight. I got lots of exercise. I took care of the lawn, I took care of my home, and I think it's because when I'm able to really slow down and not be away all the time, I can actually reintroduce myself to a sense of what home really is. Maybe you should ask yourself that question this morning. What is home to you? Home is not really a, uh, a place. It's more of a philosophy. It's more of a, maybe an archetype. Home is a spiritual entity. So we can experience home in multiple settings and places. We can feel at home with a person. We can feel at home with a particular book or author. Maybe a certain type of music can bring us back to a sense of home. Maybe a specific type of food or a scent or a movie. Maybe maybe it's even going on a long walk in the woods. My dad, one of his favorite things in the world is going on long walks in the woods with his dog. My dad's dog, Susie, passed away a couple weeks ago. May she rest in peace. Susie was a good companion for my dad, especially during the quarantine. She, he would go out to the, the trails in the Finger Lakes region of New York and his giant golden retriever, Susie, would walk with him. But Susie was old and sick and it was time for her to pass on. And although my dad is grieving that loss, he will never lose that sense of home that he had with Susie, walking with her in the woods. And speaking of walking, We spend a lot of time meditating here on Earthmakers, engaged in meditative, reflective, mindful practice together. I see mindfulness practice and meditation as a virtue. 
as valuable spiritual practice in my own life and in the lives of those that I serve. And so that's why I utilize it. I'm also a Buddhist, so mindfulness practice and meditation are really what I do. It's, it's how I tap into my understanding of spirituality and spiritual care. But there's multiple forms of meditation. The most common form of meditation is sitting meditation. So sitting in one place, whether on a chair or on a cushion, and noticing your breathing, being present with your breath, just the in and out. But a few years ago, I read a book by Natalie Goldberg, who is a Buddhist author and a writing instructor. And, excuse me, Natalie says that she has enjoyed participating in walking meditations. And this was the first time I had heard of such a thing. My spouse engages in what she calls running meditations. There are different kinds of mindfulness meditation practices. And if you are not somebody who finds that you are comfortable doing a lot of sitting meditation, maybe that's not where you need to start. Maybe you need to start with a walking meditation. I try to go for a walk every day while on quarantine. So I can get out of the house and get exercise. I tried running for years. Well, not for years. For a year. I tried before that um, going to the gym. I went to the gym a lot in college. And these things just did not serve me. They weren't good fits for me in my spiritual journey. Today, I was introduced to a French philosopher who I had never heard of before. His name is Frederick Gross. And Frederick Gross wrote a book in 2009 called A Philosophy of Walking. And I happened to stumble upon a quote from this book on the World Wide Web. And so we're going to take a look at that together today. I want to invite you not to sit today or to lie down, but rather to stand or even move around and walk while you do this meditation. So I'm going to walk around in the space that I'm in currently in my house while I record this, holding the microphone up to my mouth. I'm walking, I'm noticing, not just putting one foot in front of the other, taking my time, but I'm noticing when the ball of my foot meets the ground and when my heel meets the ground and how I repeat that over and over again. I'm noticing when my toes almost suction cup themselves to the ground as if in in a desire to stay in place. (laughs) 
And now I'm noticing my breathing. So take some deep breaths. Breathe all the way out. <clears throat> How does that feel? Maybe you need to take this podcast outside. Maybe you need to go for a walk. Just take off. Doesn't matter where you're going right now. Practice safety and social distancing, of course, and just walk. But don't walk too fast. Slow down. And recognize what it is your body is doing for you in this moment. And as you walk, and as you move your body, recognizing that movement is good. And one of the ways we tap into truth. Listen to this quote by Frederick Gross. None of your knowledge, your reading, your connections will be of any use here. Two legs suffice and big eyes to see with. Walk alone, across mountains or through forests. You are nobody to the hills or the thick boughs heavy with greenery. You are no longer a role or a status, not even an individual, but a body a body that feels sharp stones on the paths, the caress of long grass and the freshness of the wind. When you walk, the world has neither present nor future, nothing but the cycle of mornings and evenings, always the same thing to do all day, walk. But the walker who marvels while walking, the blue of the rocks in a July evening light, the silvery green of olive leaves at noon, the violet morning hills, has no past, no plans, no experience. She has within her the eternal child. While walking, I am but a simple gaze. What do you notice there? It's a beautiful quote. For me, as somebody who struggles with an eating disorder, I often view my body as a barrier to success and to happiness. <clears throat> I start to put on weight. And because I have an eating disorder, I live with something called body dysmorphia. And it gives me high levels of body image distress. When I look at myself in the mirror, I see something that maybe others don't see. I see ugly, I see too fat, too heavy, I see a problem. And in this way, I'm treating my body as an ornament. I believe that my body is an ornament. That it's supposed to look pretty. But in my eating disorder treatment, I learned a valuable quote that has become one of my mantras in my recovery 
from bulimia. And that quote is, your body is an instrument, not an ornament. In other words, what does your body do for you? It's a tool, an instrument. What is it getting done for you? In this case, Frederick Gross is pointing us toward a spirituality inherent in walking, just moving our legs, and moving us from ornament to instrument, moving us from a veil of lies and shame and fear and control to simple freedom-inducing truths. This is real liberation. Reminds me a little of Thoreau uh, as he writes in Walden. Gross is a French philosopher. He was really into walking in the country or hiking. Um, he believed that city, dweller, city dwellers were, could only be strollers. He, want, he encouraged people to go out into the country and get out of town. Uh, as some have said, Gross's true walker leaves the pavement far behind. In the New York Times book review, the writer says, less organized than a sport and more profound than a voyage, a long walk, Gross suggests, allows us to commune with the sublime. By physically covering the terrain, we make it ours. The beauty of the world is inscribed in us and we in it. Oh, how beautiful. Communing with the sublime. Maybe I'm on furlough or I'm uh, I've been laid off or I'm stuck at home homeschooling my kids via the internet. Maybe I'm going stir crazy in quarantine being all by myself. Whatever it is that you're feeling, <clears throat> use this opportunity to commune with the sublime and take a walk. Remember, your body is an instrument, not an ornament. Express some gratitude today for what your body does for you. I love you. Thank you. Take good care of you today. And I'll see you tomorrow.